Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, what's going on? Welcome to episode 136 of the podcast.、Um, I rushed through this episode. We got a lot of links, a lot of information. A lot of shit for you this time. It's a, a little bit longer than I thought, but I, I'm happy with the timing of the episode. Again,、uh, my apologies for kind of rushing through information.、Um, but you know, the, you got a lot of stuff that you can look through on your own dating stuff, Japanese societal stuff,、uh, of course, deciphering, a deciphering Japan review, and some other shit. I just forgot what the fuck I talked about. But. <laughs> <laughs> But alright, y'all. Oh, before that, please remember hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit leave a comment, do all that stuff, all that good stuff.、Um, our numbers are slowly ticking up.、Um, I appreciate you guys for that. And I'm, I'm trying trying to get it to go this way. Well, this way. <laughs> the positive direction. So, alright, y'all. Do your thing and enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, we are ready to rock. We are ready to rock, y'all. What's going on? Welcome to episode 136 of the podcast. I hope y'all are doing well. I'm doing well、um, on this final day, final night, as I, ha- as I have this Kieran. My testing, testing, testing. I'm sorry, mom. My earphone. Okay, there we go. My earphones sounded a little funny to me. But, um, let me make sure everything's. Oh, shit. Shit. I just fucked everything up. <laughs> okay. I just completely fucked everything up. All right. I'm just going to stop touching stuff. Okay, yo. Um, yeah, I'm drinking a Kirin. This isn't the one I wanted to drink. I drank the, the good beer I had. It's like a Kirin, um, half and half kind of thing that they, that they, um, came out with. I'm not, I haven't been drinking beer recently, uh, because, I'm trying to, you know, exercise and stuff.、Um, but last night and tonight, I just was like, fuck, I want to drink beer. But the other one was fucking good, man. Like,、um, when Japan does half and halves, it's beer talk time. When Japan does half and halves, them shits is like nice. So,、um, yeah, so I just got regular fucking Kieran.、Mm. Yeah,、uh, <laughs> don't get the wrong impression of me, by the way. Like, I'm not, I don't actually drink that much.、Um, yeah, but just every time I'm recording, I'm drinking and shit. So, <laughs> you might think, but you know, and I'm telling you guys stories about times I'm passed out on the street and whatnot. But generally, I don't really drink that much at all.、Um, but yeah, just, you know, the. The lubrication of my brain helps me talk, I guess. It doesn't help me talk, but you know, you know what I mean. It's just nice to relax, talk a beer, and talk a beer. It's nice to relax, have a beer, and talk with you guys on an evening.、Uh, this is going to be, um, uh, this really is going to be a quick one. I got a bunch of stuff to do. I'm just going to blast through a bunch of stuff, um, tonight and. Get my ass to bed because uh I was thinking about recording tomorrow night, but then I realized a typhoon is coming. Typhoon's coming tomorrow, so um I'll just watch the news. It shouldn't be that bad tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow, it's gonna be fucking rainy as shit.、Mm. 
I got like two classes, two lessons on the books too, which means I'll have to go to work. So if those students cancel tomorrow, then I can just close them and and be done with the whole thing. And I can just stay my ass at home and work from home. I got I got um one thing to do from home, but yeah, I got to roll the dice on that. So yeah, uh, my job there's nothing I can do if if like. Once to if I got one lesson, I can't cancel it. I gotta fucking go. So I got two. I'm really hoping these two students are fucking wise and just cancel this shit. But we'll see what happens, you know. Mm. Anyway, anyway, we're just gonna get into everything. That, that's about it for me. Um, let's just get into everything. I got a bunch of shit I need to talk to you guys about. Um, I'm gonna just blast through, like I said, a bunch of topics, a bunch of shit. Um. Okay, I'm just gonna start at the top and just go. Okay, that's that's what we're gonna do. I'm trying to keep keep this episode under thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes or less. Like fuck, it was like Domino's Pizza back in the fucking nineties. <laughs> by by the way, it's a funny story about Domino's. Um, I remember one time when I was a kid, like when they started that thirty minutes or less shit. Man, we, my house, like we, we, my, my parents are from the Caribbean, uh, uh, um, a small South American country, technically, a name Guyana, which is the only English speaking country in South America, uh, but uh, on the northern coast, east of Venezuela. So, mm, I'm first generation American, and so growing up with Caribbean parents, like you're not eating out, <laughs> you know, there's no let's order X, Y, Z, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're cooking, you know, we're cooking at home every night. Like we got like pizza, like once a year, twice a year, you know, I mean, now I, I of course I miss the home cooking for my, my mom, you know, so much, but as a kid, you're like, come on, I want some pizza, I want some Domino's, do something, you know, but it's like, no, it's your mom's curry chicken, you know, some cook up rice, it's some fucking roti. And I loved it, but you know, sometimes you just want to be a little, a little American kid eating that shit. And like every now and then, my dad would be like, fine, you can order pizza. And we would just go crazy, like, oh, it's pizza night, you know. <laughs> and like one time they had that 30 minutes or less for Domino's. If you're old enough to remember it, like in the 90s, what's that noise? airplane hopefully yeah hopefully the editing uh, takes it out you guys on youtube are probably gonna hear it but um yeah like um it's kind of noise i hear it through my earphones huh it's like a loud ass jet okay anyway um so like one night you know domino's when they were trying to overtake pizza hut as the number one pizza place they were just like look we're doing a pizza you know, delivery pizza, 30 minutes or less. If it's delivered from the time you call, 30 minutes or less, or it's free, right? I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but all hell broke loose. <laughs> In like the the early 90s or <laughs> when that shit went down. Of course, they got a bunch of business, but I would not have wanted to work in that bitch, man. God damn. So like one time I remember like, we we weren't scamming them or we weren't doing anything, but like we called, ordered a pizza. The pizza was late, so we called again, and that pizza was late. So 
like because they sent the, the first guy i think went to the wrong place and so they're like oh he went to the wrong place we'll send out another guy they sent out the other guy he, that person was late so like um i forgot i think we called again i think it was three of them i think we called again and the third person came and we actually paid for the pizza but then the other two guys came like the guy because he was just out delivering and you know this is before cell phones right so when you out i guess delivering you just out delivering so um i think separately the first and second guy came to our house with our pizzas just like hey sorry i'm late here's your free pizza later and we were just like oh shit another pizza you know i'm like 11 years old I'm like, uh, this is it's like i'm on the prices right basically it's like you get a pizza. it's like on oprah you get a pizza you get a pizza you get a pizza and it was just going crazy mm. look in the fridge you got three big ass pizzas you know in that bitch i think we, we tipped them you know i think i think i remember the way i tipped them i was broke ass like 11 year old kid just munching on fucking pepperoni but <laughs> but you know i think like you know just for the trouble whatever gave him like you know, two dollars or something like it's the nineties. You can give them like two dollars when a dollar actually meant something. Mm. But yeah, that that's my um memory. I don't know why the fuck I was talking about that, but you know, um, yeah, I got completely lost. But anyway, thirty minutes or less. That's what I was talking about. Thirty minutes or less. I'm, I'm really trying to um keep this at thirty minutes or less, and I'm failing miserably because <laughs> I'm just failing horribly at this. Okay. <laughs> All right. But but anyway, let, let me just try and get the, the ball rolling. Okay. So I, I, I got a bunch of leaks. I got a bunch of links. I got a bunch of other stuff. And I got, I got Deciphering Japan that I want to get to. So first, um, it's going to be a lot of dating stuff. Um, Rod, excuse me. Rod, the, um, the Liz, the Quora uh, post you got, I'm going to hold that off until the next episode. It's really good, and, and I'm just going to blast through, catch up on a bunch of stuff, and I, I kind of want to take some time with that one. So, um, yeah, first, um, there, in previously, we kind of talked about fitting into Japan and things like that. Rod sent us a, um, a article, uh, which is kind of anecdotal information about school life in Japan and how you people are kind of sing, can be singled out for um abilities like mutants like no like for you know their individual skills individual talents and things like that speaking english pronunciation things like that can have someone singled out and really blending in is the way to kind of get along much more than in probably your home country um much more than in america um you know your unique talents unique skills aren't really as appreciated generally speaking uh hopefully that thing is kind of that trend is kind of changing and i guess it also depends on what area a major city versus like a small town i would imagine that's the case uh i i can't remember if i read you know again private school versus a public school uh, it's kind of similar to how things go but it's just more magnified because it is japan but definitely give that article a read uh i'm getting i'm not going to go through it just because again i'm trying to speed through stuff um ah uh, ah yeah okay another that's right that's right that's right um What's that fucking guy's name? Sea Dog, Sea Dog VA or something like that. Sea Dog VA, I believe. Mm. Mm. I'm just calling him Sea Dog, but um, Sea Dog, 
like uh, I, previously I, I talked about his uh, host bar video, which was, you know, I think interesting. Again, again, I like the guy. I'm not being condescending about your name at all. I'm just not trying to click the thing and find out what it is. But this is another video where he talks about dating in Japan, where um, I found it very interesting, especially two of his dating experience. Well, first off, the the biggest thing like from from you, man, if you if you're listening to this, I don't know if you will, you know, or if one of your listeners, anybody listen to you, my listeners as well, watching thing for me. I watched this whole video. The most important piece of information that he gave, he gave all the way in the end of the video. Maybe no fault of your own. Maybe, you know, uh, which might kind of <laughs> leave out important information like that might be another reason why, you know, uh, you had a little trouble with the ladies, if you will. But pretty much he talked, he went through, I think, three, maybe four anecdotes about ladies, you know, dating in Japan and the difficulty he had and the weird kind of women he, he um, met with because of his lack of Japanese ability. And then finally, at the end of the video, he's like, yeah, well, I'm not really that skilled with the ladies anyway. I really didn't get that many dates when I was back in my home country in England. I'm just like. Dude, of course, like you ain't got, I'm not, I'm just trying to say you said it. You ain't got no game. Like <laughs> if you don't have no game anyway, and you come into Japan and you have a language barrier, of course, you're going to have fucking trouble finding a date or meeting someone to talk to. Of course, dude, like that's what the fuck you think. Like just because these Japanese chicks are like cute and like small, like doesn't mean like, you know, and you know, you're tall and white just saying you know doesn't mean like you know it's just poof magically the panties fall off like it doesn't really work like that you know I mean, in most cases let me say that <laughs> okay hmm. but um definitely watch the video there are two things that he said first that the context of of, of that video that's very important you know the fact that he again kind of a sarcastic dude very sarcastic dude um i talked about in the previous episode you know again no fault of his own that's just his personality cool but i'm just telling you those sarcasm in japan are like oil and water and at least if you listen to his watch his previous video and listen to some of his experiences the way he talks about them and i'm pretty sure the would be a reflection of the way he acted during that those dates excuse me sorry about that <clears throat> you know, you can kind of imagine how these things are going to flow in. So, um, yeah, two, two of the women he talked about, let me just double check, make sure I'm still recording. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, so two of the dates, again, I haven't watched this like for a week and I'm not going back and watch this again. <laughs> I'll leave that pleasure to you guys. Um, I'm not, you know, <laughs> replaying the highlight footage of sea dogs um, <laughs> exploits in the Japanese dating scene. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to do that you know, anymore. But um, a sea dog. I want to say sea dog. Yeah, it's, it's eating me alive. Let me find out what it is so I can say your name properly, give you the um, respect that you deserve because you know you are. You did actually take the time to make and upload this. Video. See, I was right. Sea dog VA, right? Why the fuck is it Sea Dog VA? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, anyway, um, 
that's your name. You're sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Sea Dog VA. Um, two women he talked about. There were two very much types of women that I, I think you will encounter uh, dating in Japan, especially if you don't have Japanese skill. I have, uh, in some form or another, encountered these women uh, in my beginnings, my origins, you know. Mm. The first one is he, the first one I remember is he talked about an English speaking girl, right? I'll call her a girl. Um, because I don't know how old she was. My guess is two, two types, you know, she's either older than him. She was either older than him or she was younger than him, but, um, studying English or living abroad when she was younger. And pretty much what he said was, but the way he talked about her, she seemed kind of jaded. So, which leads me to believe she was older, older than him, probably mid to late twenties is kind of what I'm picking up on. But pretty much what he said was, you know, he went on his first date with this girl. This I'm just going to call her a chick. Sorry, ladies. I'm going to call her a chick. Um, it's just how I talk. You know, if you're offended, let me know. Questions for Akil at gmail.com. Cuss me out. You know, tell call me a chauvinist or whatever you want to do. It's cool event. <laughs> but um, I'm just, I just got to do me. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, what he did was he went on his date. And pretty much, you know, what he said was they sat down and from the beginning, she was telling him she wants to be in a serious relationship and all this shit, you know, and I've kind of had conversations like that, not with my wife, but other girls I've dated. Um, and where I heard something very similar to that. And pretty much what it leads me to believe is if you encounter that off the break, what's going on? is more than likely it's a girl that has been fucked over by foreign guys several times. More than likely you'll hear that from a girl who has good English. She, my guess, not, I'm, I'm not stereotyping, I'm not, but just from my experience and people around me, if, if I were in that situation and I see a girl who has really good English, who is telling me something like that, like, I want a serious relationship, I want to get married, I want to have kids soon, don't fuck, don't, you know, let me know right now if you like me, if you want to be serious. My take on it would be that she's been fucked over by foreign guys before. Um, she might have gotten her English from dating foreign guys, so she might have dated a lot of foreign guys, and, you know... Uh, all of the, a lot of them have dogged her out, been crazy, left her hanging, went back to their home country. A lot of different experiences, which leads her to be jaded. And she knows that you are um, fresh meat, pretty much. She knows you're new to Japan. She knows that you don't know shit about Japan, Japanese women. You haven't started dating yet. You haven't, you know, she might find you attractive um, and see potential in you and realize that you haven't been spoiled by the massive amount of chicks floating around Tokyo. So she's trying to scoop you up early and she wants to lock you in and trap your ass. Like not in a negative way, but just lock you in. And it comes off very crazy and, and a little bit needy and, and, and a little bit scary because, you know, it's like, you got to fucking tell me right now, you, you know, kind of thing. Um, and that's what it sounds like to me. She want you know, that girl wanted to get married. Um, and, you know, wanted some hope in the relationship, not just like a dude who wants some fucking loving. And then like after a few months of sex disappears pretty much like that's 
probably what's happened to this girl several, several times. Meeting dudes in nightclubs, meeting dudes in dating apps, meeting dudes in sites, whatever. They're in Japan for a while. They want to have a good time. You know, like early to mid-20s kind of average dude from a Western country. You just want to, like, you know, play the game. You know, get some sauce. <laughs> you know. And um, she probably was innocent in the beginning but met those several types of those guys who were probably attractive to her got fucked over a lot and became bitter because you know that's kind of the pattern that i see play itself out several times to avoid that let me give you something you can use when if and whenever you come in japan or if you're here right now hmm. one of the first questions i asked a girl or, or I used to, you know, um, when, I mean, now I don't give a fuck how you learn English or whatever, but, uh, if a person, if you, if you're kind of attracted to someone, maybe on a date with them, um, I, I think I've said this before, find out how they learned English is a really important tell, right? It's, it's a really, um, the way they answer English related questions will let you know, um, kind of some of their dating history right so but but don't come across me like yo you you had a lot of foreign boyfriends don't do that okay but you know like for me how i would do it i'd play fucking you know um play fucking inspector gadget on that shit like oh wow your english is so good um did you live abroad your your, your pronunciation is cool like you know no never lived abroad like, huh, okay okay did you go to like international school or something no 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 uh okay you just got like foreign friends or whatever like yeah 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 i just got foreign friends cool okay would you like to hang out what do you guys do you know and if you don't hear if you hear like an average japanese girl you know who hasn't been to any international schools hasn't lived abroad um you know might not have too many foreign friends hmm she, you know, she learned English through some dick. That's all I'm saying. This is just the truth, you know. I mean, not to judge him. Hey, do your thing. But, you know, under understanding that, like, yeah, she's dated lots of foreign guys. So you can't see her in the context of a typical average Japanese woman. And on the negative end of that spectrum is kind of the story that Sea Dog VA tells is how I would see it, right? I, again, I would, off the top of my head, I would imagine she's 28. Um, she probably looks younger because he's been in Japan, you know, not that long. So he doesn't really know, again, the age, the aging of Japanese women. So in his mind, she looks like she's 24, but she's really 28, you know, and um again this is wild speculation on my part but this is just how i imagine that scenario going down if you can imagine the especially in japan like the mentality of a girl who's 24 is very different from one who's 28 very different so especially you know one who spent four years you know in, in a cycle of bad relationships with uh foreign guys who just been in japan to have fun like you know so not to blame her if that's anywhere in the ballpark or what the fuck was going on, which I have no way of knowing at all. Well, none of us do, but just saying, right. Giving you some context, right. So, um, the other one is the maid cafe girl he talked to and she's like a cute girl and everything like that. Now this, this one, his, his failure in this part, I chalk up to a lack of game. 
Like, you know, if you listen to his, his, his tale, he just ain't got no game, right? Like, because um, if you notice, like, uh, I'm just, again, I'm spoiling the whole video. Go ahead, go ahead and watch it. Give him some views. But um, he, he, like, for me, like, because when I was listening to him talk about the story, the, when he said something, I was like, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, you know, um, as soon as she was like, I think he, you know, he went dinner or a cafe or something with her and she said something to him and basically she was like blah 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 but it doesn't matter because we're just friends he he and he got internally got really upset about that i'm like dude it's your first date she apparently she likes you but she doesn't want to say that so you know on the surface she's just throwing the we're just friends thing at you to kind of build up that you know imaginary wall so like, you know, for, for you to kind of climb over and go get her. Duh. It means she fucking likes you, you know. Um, I mean, of course, that's not always the case. But the way the situation was set up, it kind of sounds like, you know, she was really feeling them. And then if you watch how things played out at the end, you know, for her to be uh, uh, in a maid cafe, working in a maid cafe, and be willing to kiss him in public, it means she really fucking liked him. Like, she really liked him, you know. Um and yeah she might have said you know of course language barrier she said some shit that might have offended him but you can't take that in the context of your native language it's a language barrier a huge language barrier you know so if you wanted to get the draws he could have got the draws maybe not that day maybe not the first date but definitely the second or third at the latest he could have got the draws i'm just saying but he just didn't have enough game even like kissing her you know um you know the the kiss went awkward again maybe this might be a generational gap or a personality gap or something but i'm like yo if she clearly tried to kiss you and it went wrong i'm gonna go one one time out one more time let's try it again and i'm slobbing her down come on now that's just how you do it right <laughs> you know so I don't know, but that, that's just me um but again like so just listening to his experiences the whole video i was just like what well yeah kind of but but then in, in the end when he explained like his lack of experience dating or lack of success let me say success dating then it's like dude you should have said that in the beginning of the video add some context to it uh, was my only caveat about it but i was entertained i like the video i like him you know um he does a bunch of other like voiceover stuff which i'm not so much into but I think, you know, listening to other people's perspective on their uh, type and life and times in Japan is something that's still interesting for me. Uh, so um, definitely check it out. I'm probably going way over fucking 30 minutes. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I'm already probably like 45 minutes deep. Look, well, okay. I'm probably coming up on 30 minutes. Okay. All right. Come on. Let's keep going. All right. Um, what the fuck is this? What is this? What is this? See, I, I gotta click on these. I forgot to label these links, so I don't know what the fuck. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, this is good actually. Um, this is a, a video. I don't really need to break it down too much, but it, I think it's uh another inform. It's like a dating beyond borders video. Sorry, I'm still here for people on YouTube. I'm just checking my computer. Dating Beyond Borders video um, is is good as well. It's really good advice. Um, I'm not going to go to, into too much detail on it, but um, it does kind of in some of their uh, uh, what's it, 
vignettes or scenes or whatever go through some of the um awkwardness that comes with dating someone in japan and give some advice some context to the japanese way of thinking um it's pretty straightforward uh, i'm not going to go too deep into the nuance of it just for time but uh definitely check that one out and just put it in your memory bank um that, all, all this stuff recently um has been for guys so um i kind of felt a bit, a bit bad about that for the ladies so um i did some digging ladies and i found uh uh, some uh, two videos from uh, two young women uh, who are living in Japan. Mm. Um, they they did I think two videos I watched as a good enough amount of it to you know get I can't this is like a week week and a half ago um, but just to get some context of what they're a feel for what they're talking about I can't relate to this shit at all of course you know they're dating dudes and they're younger than me so i was just like and i'm married so i was just like i gotta take y'all word for it and <laughs> like all right if you say so you know because I, I i was never really super super tight with single foreign women here you know um i have a few co-workers who you know uh, were younger and and from different countries and they were dating in the dating scene but i was already married at the time so i was not out and about i just went out with them like one time literally um but yeah so you know i can't really I'm, i can't really relate to it too much but if you're curious about the dating scene for women in tokyo or if you are a woman living in tokyo and want some advice check out the links check out the channels let me just tell you who the fuck they are just so that you can find it um do do more looking at empty screen they are uh gladly global is the name of them so definitely check out gladly global uh you know uh they do have personality they great i think they might have left japan recently um but they but uh whatever check it out support them you know good job ladies all right next last thing we got De deciphering the before i do this okay. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Deciphering Japan, episode three. This one's about older people in Japan, right? Now, um, this episode, not too, I don't really have too much to complain, to contribute to on this one. Um, it was kind of mm, accurate. I think very accurate about the situation. Um, some of the anecdotes, again, I think are not so much an accurate depiction of everyday elderly people in japan and so i don't want you to get that idea you know it, it's good to see some of the people that they did highlight to show that you know um there are people out there taking matters into their hands living their life and doing things like that that doesn't represent the majority of elderly japanese people i meet and interact with on an everyday basis I'm not saying that's everyone there are people who who do their own thing who are you know enjoying life in their own unique ways but for the most part i'm seeing people you know on their sofa watching nhk and daytime tv and, and pretty much living like a mundane life and i would say that's pretty probably true like everywhere everywhere you go right like the, your average elderly person is not really living life to their full, fullest after they hit 60. it sounds kind of sad to say but 
I think it's true. I mean, I, I have met, I've met people who are, you know, interact with people who are surfers, people who travel, people who dance, people who, you know, drive and, and car enthusiasts and into fashion. I've met all these kind of people who are still elderly, but the majority Japanese people that I see and meet are just kind of like eh, eh, plugging away through life. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if you think about your, wherever you are, that's probably pretty much the case in most ways so it's just highlighted even more in japan because there are just so many older people here um so that's that like the dancing lady the dancing lady you know i've never seen people like that i know one lady who's kind of elderly she's a gilf <laughs> she's a gilf <laughs> i just call her the gilf lady <laughs> if you don't know what gilf is like don't google it <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but just, I don't know. Do whatever the fuck you want. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, G I L F if you, if you don't know, but anyway, um, you know, she dances and she, she, she's enjoying her life. That's probably the one person I can think of who's kind of similar to them. Um, but for the most part, I don't really see too, too many people, um, you know, dancing like that and, and have that active spirit like her. So they'll just don't come to Japan expecting to see ladies like this dancing, tap dancing, break dancing all around, you know, pop locking and shit like all over the goddamn place. You're just not going to see that. OK. All right. Um, the. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The show thing guy, the old show thing guy actually know some directly i've never been to that place but apparently um in my direct circle there are some people i know who live there and i was told that this particular um shoten guy or, or shopping arcade complex pretty much was bustling with people and all the young people just moved away and there's just older people left over and that's just the way it is and that's probably what happens in uh, a wide, you know, a wide, all happening all over Japan. Um, now I'm going to bounce around in the episode, not only in and around Tokyo, but especially more in the countryside, which why, which was what leads to, um, the Okutama kind of free houses type situation, right? Because some of these communities, they are wasting away. They're turning into ghost cities. Like they don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the jobs. Pretty much jobs is the main thing, you know, um, to attract younger people. So, you know, Japan is going, you can kind of see, um, a bit of what I believe was going to happen. Japan has to contract in some form or another in the future. Um, what form, what shape, I don't know. Are those communities going to just become, you know, they're sprawled out. Are they just going to become more condensed? Are they just going to kind of close down completely and consolidate? Is it just going to be like, you know, fucking walking dead looking ass towns more and more all over Japan and with a few other concentrated communities? I've seen some things on the news where they were talk, kind of talking about that, you know, where like to attract younger people, kind of build more of a city center kind of thing and just like let the outlying areas just kind of waste away pretty much, you know, um, those unused houses, again, owned more than likely by kids or things like that who live in other parts of Japan but it's just like an old ass house in the countryside there's no reason to go there there's um I read in a book that you know even some of the unpaid property taxes is like no one doesn't even collect it it's like fuck it what are you gonna do you gonna foreclose on the house go ahead we don't even need this shit <laughs> so <laughs> so they just they just keep ownership and just some people just don't even pay their property taxes on it and so it just stays there you know and it's just wastes away like 
that's just what happens sometimes. I'm guessing. I'm getting, I'm not too familiar on the issue, but just from what the episode Deciphering Japan says, this book that I um, finished and, you know, watching on the news and just my own general sense of what's going on in Japan, that's going to be an issue that's going to need to be molded and shaped. And, and, you know, the new prime minister now, um, he's kind of hustling, bustling. I, I got some anecdotal evidence some, for someone very, 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 very close to the government today. Um, I, I can't really say exactly how, who this person is or how, just because, you know, um, but he was telling me that, um, the prime, the, the Japanese, the new Japanese prime minister is basically, um, all of the government officials are super, super fucking busy now because, uh, the new prime minister, Suda, Sudo, 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 Suda. Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> Suda, I think I'm gonna say Suda. Um, you know, he has a list of things that he wants to enact, and so he's like, "Yo, I need this and this and this." So pretty much all the government officials, or government bureaucrats, are just rushing all over the place trying to get shit done. And pretty much for two reasons, what I was told is two main reasons why, you know, he's pushing so hard. One, pretty much because he has only like a one year window to be prime minister excuse me sorry before the um to win over the favor of the japanese people before the general elections next year so in that time pretty much you know of course he wants to continue to be prime minister if possible so he has to kind of show and prove as much as he can um not so much as out of i would say passion but out of like a sense of urgency otherwise he's definitely going to be out the window and two for the liberal democratic party which is the ruling party in japan to make sure that they stay in power and they keep their approval rating of the japanese people he has to kind of show and prove and continue um to keep you know um abenomics or prime minister abe's uh, agenda going um, and not let the ball drop on there. So apparently it's like all hands on deck inside of the central government and they just got to push or he's just pushing everyone really super hard to, um, um, you know, get things enacted, get things moving. Generally the pace in Japan doesn't really go that fast from the, the feeling that I'm getting from this person, but it seems like there is a sense of urgency, especially because prime minister Abe, uh, former prime minister Abe was in power for so long. It was kind of more like a stabilizing force in japan and i think before that yeah, which makes sense now that i think about it because before that um the opposition party for the first time in like 50 years took power so i'm guessing like you know so that there's no window for any opposition party to take power they want to kind of smoothly transition and keep the ball rolling so that's some inside information for you guys for uh, listening to this shit <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, like uh, back to the, the whole deciphering Japan issue. Um, yeah, I, th I, th I just think um, that, you know, it, Japan is definitely going to be transformed in the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and just the final point about this episode was that um, they, there was also a bit of, about technology and, you know, Japanese innovation and things like that. Um, used to kind of assist people and things like that, which is important. I think it's very important, but and it's great. That's what Jap Japan does well, innovating kind of, you know, the obsessive compulsive nature of this country. Really, you know, those kind of detailed innovations um, does really well. The one the one caveat for that, the first thing I thought about, like rewatching, just skipping through the episode again, was the fact like with healthcare, especially for older people, manpower. 
you know, is something that can't be duplicated, right? Not yet, not at this stage. We're we're still, you know, 10, 20, maybe 30, 40, I don't know how many years away from, you know, artificial intelligence that could really, you know, on its own uh, manage healthcare or, you know, uh, hopefully by the time I'm, I'm old and gray, there'll be a robot that can fucking wipe my ass and change my diapers. Like, you know, hopefully, <laughs> but, 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 um, but we're not there yet. And so the un, you know, no matter how many fucking exoskeleton suits you make, there has to be people to go in them. And that's something that's severely lacking in Japan. And to get that manpower in, of course, you know, it's Japan's nature to be kind of a little bit protectionist of Japanese society in general. But there's also the cultural and language barrier. So even people who might want to come to Japan to work for the healthcare system, you still have to learn Japanese. You have to learn the culture. You have to come here. Then you have to train. You have to learn the standards. There's a lot of barriers to entry of this uh, to this country so far, you know, and, and with the the rate of elderly people going like this. And, you know, the number of people um, coming into Japan going like this, which is remaining flat. So the, the number of older people is skyrocketing, going up. And the number of people, um, immigrants coming in means relatively flat. That's going to have to hit the wall somehow, some way. I don't really know how it will. I don't really know when it will. You know, I don't really know what to level it will, but it's going to. It has to inevitably. So um, that's something else I'm kind of keeping my eye on. But generally, this this episode, just just for general information about Japan, I think a really strong episode, um, especially about the dynamics of the aging of Japan. I just wanted you to kind of understand that, you know, some of the people depicted in this. Oh, snap. I almost forgot. I almost forgot one more thing. Just to go back to uh, Okutama and that free house thing. Um, one thing, I, one note that I made about this is. Yeah, it sounds cool. You just register with the town 15 years, boom, you're there. But please think about it in a few ways. Newness is really important in Japan. So it, it, for you, your hipster ass, like, you know, like, dude, give me a free house. Yeah, this shit looks cool. It's a funky ass Japanese house. Yeah, I'm going to live there. But the average Japanese person, the average Japanese family is not going to do that. Why? Because newness is important in japan a very very important factor um in japan just research it i'm not sure how accurate it is that it's a shinto related thing but that's what i read that's what pops into my mind so living in a used house let alone an old house is not a good move um for most people a lot of those houses they're going to be 30 40 50 60 years old you know even the house that was uh, featured in there the um, mother and her kids like they got to stay there like, you know, they got to renovate the place and, 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 and you never know about mudslides and earthquake damage. I was talking to my mother-in-law about it, but earthquake damage might not be a big issue because in the mountains, mountains or hill, hilly areas, you've heard me say before, are much more um, res resistant to earthquake uh, damage. Um, but still, like living in the mountains far away from Tokyo, in an older house, you'll get cold, you know, you got bugs, you got animals, you got all this shit. Like it's, 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 it sounds cool, but you got to live there for 15 years, you know. Um, you know, a long ass way away from civilization. If you're like a fucking painter or like a sculptor or something like that, like, hey, it's cool. But the average Japanese family is not going to be willing to do that. You know, so um, in theory, it works. In theory, it's good. But you're not going to see 
the massive amount of people from Japan rushing to Okutama or those kind of areas because of those type of programs. You'll get you'll get a trickle, you'll get a, a trickle of an increase, but you know, generally speaking, like the average Japanese person is not going to be willing to do that at all, at all. So just keep that in mind as well. Um, and yeah, 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 and definitely take your time, watch the episode, uh, great episode as well, especially for people, you know, who want to know about the age dynamics in Japan. It covers a wide variety of topics. I really enjoyed it, and I think you will too. Okay, all right, so that's about that. How much time did I, did I put on it? 45 minutes, boom, yeah, that's, uh, okay. Okay, yeah, 45 minutes, whatever. So, all right, y'all, let me let me get out of here. Um, wish me luck with the typhoon. I got to do some typhoon prep tomorrow morning uh, to make sure, like, you know, everything. I told my son the typhoon's coming. He almost started crying. He was like, I don't know what a typhoon is, but I'm scared. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, chill, it's going to be all right. <laughs> I, I calmed him down. I talked him off the ledge and he was fine. But <laughs> he looked at me for a second and I realized like his eyes were, because I was like, yeah, typhoon's going to come. He was, you know, like the wind's going to be strong all the time. He was like, oh, he's like, what's the typhoon? Like, oh. I was like, just fucking chill, man. <laughs> so, but, but, <laughs> but I was like, we're safe in here. You know, I'm going to close the storm shutters and make sure everything's all um, batting down the hatches tomorrow. So we'll be all right. So, all right, I'll tell you what happened. Probably I'll tell you what happened next time. Um, and I'll have more shit for you then. So, all right, y'all. I'll see you next time. Peace.